Wounded Warriors of the Cross, with your host, Reverend Dr. Gary J. Elul. Welcome to Wounded Warriors of the Cross. I am your host, Gary Elul, and I'm a second career bivocational retired pastor and a licensed practicing counselor working for a nonprofit behavioral health organization, mainly working in the fields of trauma, complex trauma, PTSD, addiction, self harm, and suicide. In our previous podcast, The Crown of Glory or The Cloud of Despair, we discussed the sometimes devastating effects that depression can have on our ministry. And more importantly, the devastating effects that depression can have on our personal lives and the devastating effects that depression can have on the lives of our families. And as I say, working with my clients that come to me, to me in my behavioral health clinic, anxiety and depression are just two sides of the same coin, two sides of the same coin that we all wrestle with every day in our lives. The unique role we fill in serving in ministry is that we deal with both sides of this coin, fulfilling the mission that we are called to do to one extent or another, whether we choose to deal with this coin or not. However, for many of us, how often don't we find that we choose to look away from this reality of our daily struggles with depression and anxiety and thus fall into the clutches of the four horsemen of the ministry, isolation, alienation, division, and loneliness that haunt us all to one extent or another, whether we want to admit it or not. As Peter so eloquently teaches us in his letter to the churches, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. This is the work of the four horsemen, devouring those who choose not to see the reality that is before them. In our discussion today, titled Living Life on the Tightrope, we're going to discuss how the other side of that proverbial coin, anxiety, how and why anxiety, if we choose to allow it, how and why anxiety can have such a devastating effect on our ministry. And more importantly, how anxiety can have such a devastating effect on our personal lives and the lives of our families. In the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, according to Synod statistics, there are over 500 pastoral vacancies across the Synod today. This number does not include fellow LCMS church workers, which would at least triple this vacant number of vacancies. However, though, in my clinical professional opinion, speaking with so many men and women, wives and husbands of those in the ministry, the graduating numbers are not the real issue. The real issue is the number of people, pastors and other church workers alike, that are leaving the ministry early due to exhaustion, due to fatigue, and due to burnout. Those who are called to live in the shadow of the cross are exhausted and burnt out due to the constant pressures of what they're called to do and the life they have chosen to lead, living life on the tightrope of the mission our Lord has placed before us. 
that tightrope that is stretched so tight by the anxiety of our daily lives that we so often can feel as though we are about to snap at any instant. This is life in the shadow of the cross, the life so many of us know so well, the life that has a devastating effect on our ministry, the life that has a devastating effect on our personal life, the, and the life that, on the tightrope that has a devastating effect on the lives of our families. It's the life of living on the tightrope of living in the ministry. It is this life, it is this feeling of exhaustion and burnout, this feeling of living life on a tightrope that I believe has led to over 500 pastoral vacancies in the LCMS and triple that in our fellow church workers throughout the LCMS. The part that we must be aware of is that we are not alone. That this same picture of fatigue, this same picture of exhaustion, this same picture of burnout is alive with other pastors and church workers in other denominations within Christ Church Universal. Life living on the tightrope of the ministry that leads to anxiety, that takes us down the road of fatigue, that takes us down the road of exhaustion, takes us down the road of burnout, is a universal problem within Christ's church. You are not alone. The truth of the matter is that all those serving in the ministry of our Lord, whether in the LCMS or in any other denomination, is dealing with the same issues that you are. The issues of ministerial fatigue, the issues of ministerial exhaustion, the issues of ministerial burnout, living life on the tightrope is a reality, living our lives in the shadow of the cross. So what is this thing we call anxiety? What is the technical term for anxiety? According to the APA, the American Psychological Association, anxiety is an emotion characterized by feelings of tension, worried thoughts, and physical changes like increased blood pressure, headaches, backaches, and stomachs and stomach issues. Anxiety is a feeling of fear, a feeling of dread, a feeling of uneasiness. Normal anxiety might cause you to sweat, might make you feel restless and tense, and may give you a rapid heartbeat. Simple anxiety can be a normal reaction to stress. For example, you might feel anxious when faced with difficult problems at work. You might feel anxious when dealing with problematic, a problematic congregant. You may feel anxious before dealing with a tight church budget or before making an important decision. The rise in your anxiety level and its response at times can help you cope because the anxiety you may feel at these times may give you a boost of energy to help you focus. But for so many people, those who would say are dealing with an anxiety disorder, those who wrestle with their anxiety, those who are feeling fatigued, those who are feeling exhausted, those who are feeling burnt out, the fear is not temporary. And the heightened anxiety that comes from our fear response being turned on on a constant basis can be overwhelming. 
the continued stress from the fear and anxiety we are dealing with triggers the hormones within the limbic system of our brains. And it's that triggering of these hormones that then triggers the fight, flight, or freeze response. This fight, flight, or freeze response is an involuntary physiological reaction that happens in our bodies and in our minds when we're feeling threatened or in danger. Where this turns into an issue is when, due to continued activation of these hormones flowing through our limbic system through constant stress and anxiety, our bodies are locked into this physiological change. And this system that is supposed to turn on and off based on our feelings of threat or danger gets locked into the on position until the system of our bodies and minds are burnt out and exhausted. We're like cars that have run out of gas, useless piles of metal and plastic sitting in our driveway. How many of us living on the tightrope that is the ministry of the gospel, don't live with these same kinds of feelings of exhaustion, these same kind of feelings of fatigue, these same kinds of feelings of burnout, and our daily walk within our called profession. This is the anxiety we are talking about and what this anxiety does to us mentally and physically until there is nothing left and we're just the empty shell of the person we used to be. So with the what answered as far as to what is anxiety, we come to the question of why. Why do we, as those serving our Lord and living in the shadow of the cross, deal with all these issues related to anxiety? Why do we carry this burden upon our shoulders? The sad fact of the matter is, simply put, is that pastors and church workers experience anxiety not for a single reason to answer the question why, but for a variety of reasons to answer the question of why. Unsurprisingly, almost two out of three pastors report stress and anxiety in their ministry, and I'd have to wonder if that third pastor is really being honest with himself. The ministerial anxiety that we deal with in our daily lives serving our Lord is never just one singular stress point that we struggle under, but it's always the compounding of multiple stress points that we struggle under. It's, however, that one, the proverbial straw that broke the camel's back that we center our sights on and hyper-focus on as the cause of all of our problems. How many of us working in the, in the ministry don't feel like a circus juggler that is keeping just one too many balls up in the air? How many of us don't feel as though we're ready to break at any given time under the weight that we are called to carry living our lives on the tightrope of the ministry? And how often don't we feel that that first horseman of the four horse in the ministry, isolation, coming is coming around to enfold us and to keep us warm like a warm blanket protecting us from the cruel world that's around us paul teaches us in second corinthians are they servants of christ i'm a better one i am talking like a madman with far greater labors 
far more imprisonments with countless beatings and often near death. Five times I received at the hands of the Jews the forty lashes, less one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. At a night and a day I was adrift at sea. On frequent journeys in danger from rivers, danger from robbers, dangers from our own people, my own people, danger from Gentiles, danger in the city, danger in the wilderness, danger at sea, danger from false brothers, and toil and hardship through many sleepless nights, in hunger and thirst, often without food, in cold and exposure. And apart from other things, there is the daily pressure on me of my anxiety for all the churches. Paul goes on and on about the beatings he took for the sake of the Gospels, the the beatings he took for the sake of his life in the shadow of our Lord's cross. Paul lists off imprisonments, the lashes he suffered, the rods he was beaten with, the stonings that he endured, the shipwreck and the drifting at sea, the hunger, the thirst, the sleepless nights the cold, the exposure, and the danger from everyone and from everywhere. And after all this, Paul mentions one more trial that Paul endured. Paul writes, And apart from other things, there is the daily pressure on me of my anxiety for all the churches. I truly believe that if you had to ask any pastor who takes his work seriously what life in the shadow of the cross looks like to him, he would tell you about the pressures he feels living his life on the tightrope that is the ministry. The past would tell you about the people who are in crisis. The past would tell you about the people living daily in the the chaos that life in this world brings. The past could tell you about the people leaving the church, and the past could tell you about the people coming to the church. The past could tell you about the people disappointed by him, and the past could tell you about the people disappointing to him. And in the midst of all this work, all this chaos, and all this frustration, that same pastor is trying to find time for study, that same pastor is trying to find time for prayer, that same pastor is trying to find time for preparation, and that same pastor is trying to find time to spend quality time with his family. The pastor is trying to improve himself, that pastor is trying to train new church leaders, and that pastor is trying to meet the needs of the budget and trying to champion important programs. This pastor is trying to promote accessible worship and preaching while trying to be responsive to new ideas and open to listen to new concepts. And this pastor is always trying to be ready to help when people are in need. How many of us can relate to these pressures, this anxiety in the life you live in your ministry? According to the APA, anxiety is an emotion characterized by feelings of tension, worried thoughts, and physical changes like increased blood pressure, headaches, backaches, and stomach issues. Does this sound familiar to your life and the anxiety and pressures you deal with? Paul teaches, and apart from other things, there is the daily pressure on me of my anxiety for all the churches. 
If the question is why, why do pastors suffer from anxiety? Why do pastors suffer from stress? Why do pastors suffer from burnout? The better question is how. How does a pastor live his life on the tightrope that is the ministry of the gospel without allowing it to snap? How many of us living on the tightrope believe that we must be constantly available for our parishioners? Now, we all know there are emergencies, but how many of us don't blur the lines between work time and personal time with our families? How many of us don't set any boundaries at all between work time and personal time with our families? How many of us living on the tightrope believe that as a pastor, we and our families are always under the pressure of always being on? And that we and our families must maintain a certain image for the good of our ministry? How many of us living on the tightrope believe that as a pastor, we must endure the emotional labor of being one of the first points of contact during any other person's personal crisis or grief. As pastor, you must endure and keep in and bottle up the confidence of any number of personal issues in the congregation, whether they be sexual sins, substance abuse, spiritual neglect, or whatever else might be thrown on our plate on any given day. As a pastor, you must keep their secrets and bear the weight of their sins. This emotional labor of the ministry can be more than taxing. It can be exhausting. And we really have to wonder at times, we really have to question in doing all these things, all these emotional draining tasks, are we really doing what our Lord calls us to do? How many of us living on a tightrope believe that it is our responsibility to deal with the financial instability of our church, our responsibility to deal with the tithing of our members? How often are we left with working with limited resources while also receiving inadequate compensation for the work that we do? How many of us living on the tightrope believe that as pastor, we must put the needs of the congregation ahead of all else? oftentimes neglecting our own personal needs, including our physical health, our mental well-being, and quality time we should be spending with our family and our friends. How many of us living on the tightrope believe that as pastors we must struggle under the burden of gracefully and compassionately answering uninformed critics and uninformed criticism leveled against us? How often don't we struggle against the unfair comparisons and unreasonable expectations that are placed before us? How many of us living on the tightrope believe that as pastors, the struggles our wives are weighed under are her burden to bear, even when the congregation treats her as just the pastor's wife, as if she is not a real member, not due the same respect, but a carry-on that came with the calling of the pastor? or the congregations that has the mentality that in the calling of the pastor, they got a two-for-one deal, and now your wife holds the unchosen, the unelected role of wife of the pastor. There's always that truism, happy wife, happy life. As our wives' husbands, 
What are we doing to care and watch over her, the precious gift our Lord has given to us? As pastors, how often don't we find ourselves using all-or-nothing reasoning, polarized or black-and-white thinking, when viewing our ministry? Our expectations of ourselves is that we have to be perfect or near-perfect and perform all that we are called to do in an almost-perfect way. And if things don't go as planned or just not done correctly, we are a complete and abject failure. Because living life on the tightrope, there is no middle ground. When we allow this type of reasoning and thinking to take place, we put ourselves, people, and situations in either-or, win-lose categories with no shades of gray. Reality speaking, idealists make terrible pastors because perfection is an unachievable goal. One error, one mistake, one misstep doesn't ruin an initiative, it doesn't destroy a plan, and it doesn't end a ministry. The win-lose, either-or, perfection-or-failure mindset can only create a massive amount of stress, and this stress will lead to anxiety, and this anxiety will grow into burnout and end in destruction of the ministry that you were called to by our Lord. Maybe if we as pastors start viewing failure as a way to learn as opposed to allowing one setback to create a domino effect of anxiety, our lives would be less stressful. Maybe as pastors we need to start asking questions about what we can control rather than dwelling on what we cannot change. Learning to delegate and grow leaders, giving them truly the responsibility to complete tasks as opposed to micromanaging every aspect of the ministry of Christ's church. And maybe we as pastors need to learn to laugh at the one-off blunders, those uncontrollable moments in time where our true human frailty is on display. In those times, we can choose between being anxious and uptight, holding the anxiety in, or laughing and letting it all out. And finally, and most importantly, we as pastors must learn to use the word no more often. We need to use the word no, because the plain truth is that we cannot do everything, no matter how hard we try. Pastors should be accessible to the congregation, but there's no way a pastor can always be available. Pastors need to set boundaries firm boundaries, boundaries that protect themselves, their personal lives, and the lives of their families. This tiny two-letter word, no, once learned to use effectively, may be the most powerful tool you have to reduce anxiety and to save yourself from burnout. Because the truth of the matter is, pastors do too much, not too little. But how many of us judge ourselves by this reality that we know is the truth, and not by the gnawing feeling that we haven't done enough? That feeling that eats away at us and pushes us to do more at the cost of all the blessings our Lord has given to us. Be sober-minded, be watchful, that your adversary the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. 
As I mentioned earlier, anxiety and depression are often two sides of the same coin that both lead us to the first of the four horse of the ministry, isolation. Depression through shutting down that leads us to social isolation. And anxiety by burning out that leads us to isolation. We need to learn to live in the gray, setting boundaries and saying no. Life is made up of choices, consequences, and responsibility. And we are always responsible for the choices we make. And we're always responsible for the consequences, positive or negative, that come from those choices. We as pastors, we as husbands, we as fathers are responsible for the choices we make and we are responsible for the consequences, positive or negative, that come from those choices. Where do we set our boundaries? How do we choose to live our life on the tightrope that is the ministry of the Lord? If you have questions, if you have thoughts or concerns, reach out to us through our email at one, uh, woundedwarriorsofthecross at gmail.com or on Facebook at Wounded Warriors of the Cross Facebook page. If these issues discussed are starting to overwhelm you, reach out to us at Wounded Warriors of the Cross and we can discuss confidential individual counseling by someone who has walked in your shoes, fought a battle like the one you are fighting, and can empathize with your situation. If your spouse is telling you that you should get some help dealing with the issues you're dealing with, listen to her. Listen to the one God has blessed you with and reach out to us at Wounded Warriors of the Cross and let us help you. Wounded Warriors of the Cross, serving those who serve Christ's church. Join us for our next episode of Wounded Warriors of the Cross. Post the Passion, the Aftermath of Easter, 